0: Scripture verse this morning is, uh, we're going a little uh, off the beaten trail a little bit to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 13. And for some of you this may sound familiar. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. Time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant And a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones up. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to sew, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. And moreover, it is God's gift to all that they should eat and drink and take pleasure in all of their toils. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be yeah. to God. Oh, good, morning. good morning.. I grew up in the small town of Woodbridge, Virginia, which in reality is a very busy and crowded suburb of Washington, D.C. Uh, I haven't lived there since I was about 18, but my parents still live in the same house that I grew up in, and so we go and visit occasionally. And it's been about 13 years since I lived at home. And as you imagine, and as you probably think of the last 13 years here or where you're from, a lot has changed. The population has exploded to somewhere around 150,000 people in just my little corner of the county. The roads that were once one lane and winding are now completely straight, And multi-lanes it seems like there are new schools on every corner and the Christmas tree farm where we used to go cut our Christmas trees down is now a subdivision the baseball fields where I played have been replaced with a highway and it's not just the town that is changing either the home in which I grew up in where my parents still live is changing too now, first, it was just my bedroom where all my stuff was taken out to put a bed that would accommodate more than one person. And then they replaced the carpets with hardwood. The cabinets in the kitchen got redone because there was a leak. And the bathrooms looked nothing like I remember them as a child. So going home is somewhat bittersweet for me, as everything that I remember is different, and everything has changed. But the truth is, I have changed too. And though I hate admitting it sometimes, I'm not the same person I was when I left for college. As Fieldstone turns 18 today, I was thinking back at what I was like at 18, and how life has changed since then, and how life had changed throughout my life. And I was thinking about how churches and communities change and how they face the changes as they try to age well and with grace. You might look around the room and notice how the chairs may have changed since the last time you were here last Sunday or a couple months ago. Part of that is I like to change things up so that when I preach a sermon on change, you actually feel it. You're sitting somewhere different than you were last time. But you may have seen change of pastors, change of people. People that you started coming with may not be here anymore. And this past week, the lead team had to make painful changes by reducing some of our staff, reducing the hours of some or all, and having to cut the worship leader position entirely. And while changes are never easy, It certainly feels worse when you have to make changes based on finances. I, as a pastor, would much rather make deliberate, well-thought-out changes in the life of the church. Changes that bring new life and and are brought about by the leading of the Spirit. But sometimes changes happen to us, even when they're not wanted this morning scripture verse, which you may know better from the 1965 Birds hit called Turn, 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 which goes something like, forgive me for my singing. To everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season turn, turn, turn. And a time to every purpose under heaven. As you might guess, the scripture goes something like this: "There, for everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven." If you didn't know, that song is based off of this scripture. So now you know. If you didn't, anyways, it is a reminder to us all that seasons come and seasons go, and that change is inevitable. While we are currently in a season of making painful changes based on financial realities, I have hope, as the scripture says, that we will see a day when this community is making changes based off of the leading of God and the needs of our community. Change happens to all of us. Sometimes it is easy, sometimes we have no control, and sometimes they are necessary but hard to get used to. But change happens regardless. But as people of faith, we have a role to play in change. As the famous prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr states, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Just as people grow and change over time, Churches grow and change too. And I believe that God calls us to accept the things and the changes with grace and obedience that we can't change. But I believe he also calls us to be a part of the changes that he is directing with courage. In the 1920s, most premature babies died very soon after birth. Not that there wasn't the technology to change that. In fact, incubators, which are used commonplace throughout hospitals today and NICUs across the country, were readily available. But many doctors were skeptical of whether or not they would work. With the exception of one. Dr. Courtney Cornies was a doctor in the early 20s, 30s, and 40s who believed that he had a solution to saving premature children. And those solution, that solution was incubators. And no matter how hard he pushed, no hospital would allow incubators in their hospital. They don't work. There's no point in us spending the money to bring this in. Dr. Corney was very passionate. He believed that this was a change that needed to be made to save infant's lives. And where most people would have given up and said, oh well, Dr. Courtney got creative. And he started taking incubators over to Coney Island. Now at this point in the 1920s, Coney Island was full of um, just a bunch of sideshows. And so there were loud signs and attractions everywhere. There were tattooed people, there were sword swallowers, there were bearded ladies, and next to all of this crazy stuff, there were little babies in incubators. And Dr. Corney would charge people about a nickel apiece to come and see these little babies in the incubators because he was courageous enough to believe that he could save children's lives. One of the women who was one of those little sideshows told the story of how her father, when she was born, was told that there was no way that she would ever live, born with, at just two pounds. They said, you might as well write her off as dead. So he picked her up and he threw her in a blanket and he ran down and he hopped in the cab and he drove out to Coney Island and begged Dr. Courtney to take his baby. Years later, as she was older, she returned to see the babies that were still there. And to his excitement, he got to see one of the children that he had helped save and was able to turn to one of the parents and say, This is what's gonna happen to your kid. From nineteen eighty six until nineteen forties, until deep into the nineteen forties, Dr. Courtney kept as many babies, thousands of babies alive through incubators as a sideshow in Coney Island. And it wasn't until after his death in nineteen fifty that hospitals finally started using incubators in hospitals without that doctor's willingness to participate passionately in the change of infant child care, thousands of child, children would have died prematurely for no reason. And I believe that God used that man to cause changes in the hospital system throughout the country to save millions more. And it causes me to wonder, that if God could use a doctor and a Coney Island sideshow, how much more could God do through a church if we embrace the changes that God is calling us to make? I've recently heard of churches who have come out from underneath their large, tall steeple churches to meet in parking lots and breweries as a way of connecting with people in their community. And truthfully, even the use of this space is outside the norm of most churches. I've I've been in a lot of different churches and people would probably have a heart attack walking through these doors and going, is this church? Are you sure this is church? Where's the steeple? But God is calling us to do new and unique things. And even with how unique Fieldstone is, not just in this place, this meeting place, but in who we are as a people, God is still calling us to do new things in our community, to connect with new people and to make waves in our community. And I'm excited to be a part of that with you. I'm excited to see where God is calling us, what changes God is calling us to make in order to reach new people, in order to serve more people. So as we celebrate 18 years as a community together, we do so by remembering all of the wonderful things that God has done in this place and through the people who have called this place home. But we also look forward to the way in which God will be working over the next 18 years as we participate in the changes that God has for this church and this community. The truth is, change is scary and difficult. And it requires us to have trust. And it's especially scary and difficult when it affects places that we have fond memories of. And when it affects the ways that we like to do things. But change also allows us to participate in the new things that God is doing all around us. And so I, I hope that you will be aware of of the changes God is calling you to make. And I pray that you will graciously participate in the changes that God is calling to this community. So that in 18 years, we'll be celebrating yet again. Amen.